It's showtime. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. You know, the right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. Washington is fundamentally corrupt. There are more words in the IRS code than there are in the Bible. Made in America, heard round the world, you're listening to Blunt Force Truth. I'm Chuck Woolery, along with my co-host, Dr. Mark Young. And I'm going to ask you what you got on your mind today, Mark. I always kind of kick this thing off. Why don't you kick us off this morning? Well, you know, what? I've been kind of watching the debt deal, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. And there's some Watch the swamp in action. Yeah, there's nuances here that people are missing. One, remember Biden said he will not compromise. Yeah. I will not cave. I will not bend. Well, he probably didn't. Someone made him <laughs> because, oh. you know, he's, he's not claiming he didn't. Let's be honest. He he is not in full control of his faculties. He doesn't really know what the crap he's doing, but everybody around him. Look, where I tell you what I think about this whole thing. Ever since Biden was elected, what we got for the presidency was Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and all of their ilk. That's who's running this government along with Barack and Michelle Obama. Well, here's the deal. I love this. This is If there's ever an example of how the left distorts the language, mm-hmm. Biden gave a press brief, and he yeah. said, I didn't bend, I didn't cave. Right. <laughs> of course not. Now, here's how he explains it. He goes, because... They wanted, they wanted a bill that would tie cuts in spending to increasing the debt limit. Mm-hmm. I won because I'm getting a clean bill to increase the debt limit. I just happened to have gave up some I, some other items on the budget. You know what? These people are. They, I mean, look. how can that is literally what we have said before? That is the definition of. Bonaparte saying we're not retreating from Russia, we're advancing on Paris. Exactly. It's the same thing. I know it it's you know the it's politics and it's just f- full of lies and distortions and misleading and one side'll say the other and I was watching Morning Joe this morning. I mean they are you just angry with yourself today. Were you just punishing yourself, or no? I, I like to hear what they're saying and and what's behind it. And frankly, there's very little behind this guy. Is so stupid, but he he just if the truth ever found these people, they would have a heart attack. It's... They just literally wallow in in one lie after another and distortion. It's just amazing in order to you know bolster their point which is very dull at this point. Well, and I think the American people really do know the difference. I, I, I'm, at the point now, I'm at the point now where you have to be just really stupid not to be able and, to see what's going on. It used to be. It used to be the lies had a shred of truth attached to them. They don't have any shred attached to them today. Now they're, they have no relationship to any accurate information whatsoever. They have... The lies have ceased to become a distortion of the truth, and they're just now blatant lies. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to get back to the death thing in a minute. But everybody on the left is now posting that gun violence is the number one cause of children dying. There is Uh no statistic to back that up. Zero statistic. Exactly. They just say stuff. 
<laughs> and by the way, when they run for office, they just say stuff like this. So there's zero statistics to back up that statement. Now, can you get there? Yes, you can. If you consider 18, 19, and 20-year-olds to be children. So what they've done is they've said, okay, you're not a, you're a child now until you're 21. Now we can say guns are killing children. Yep. Yeah, and they use Chicago as an example. But at the same time, Chuck. <laughs> Actually, they don't. But at the same time, we want to say that you're a child till you're 21 now for the sake of a gun statistic. But we also want to argue that you should be allowed to become transgender at birth. Yeah, right. So, so when you're three years old, you have the you have the 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 mind and the awareness to decide you want to have your body permanently destroyed. You know, Mark, this is you're still a child. This is just sick. I mean, it really is. It's just kind of it's sick. It's the kind of thing that uh, I've been watching. I was watching a couple of movies that uh, that Kristen wanted me to see over the weekend, and they took place in the in the 40s and the 50s. And and I thought to myself, how naive we were <laughs> back then. I mean, and how it's just unbelievable what's happening to us as a nation. Well, Lucy and Desi used to sleep in separate beds on TV. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Remember that? They had two twin beds with oh, a yeah. stand between them because you couldn't show them in bed. You together. couldn't show them in bed together, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think of love connection, uh -huh. you think of the TV love connection, love connection, which was considered saucy at the time. Yes. Would now be so pedestrian and so boring the way that you did it that people would probably make fun of it. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Because you never needed to swear and you never needed to to make uh, sexual comments or things like that to tell the story. You know, the Hollywood writers are on strike, folks. I don't know whether you know this or not, but they're all on strike. And if you watch movies today, at least 30% of the scripts that are written are the F word. I mean, you get rid of the F word, you got no scripts. Now, Bernie Sanders, by the way, is... Very, very vocal and out to support the Writers Guild. Well, everybody, you know, it's they're all the corruption that's going on. That's been actually been revealed in this country, uh, mainly because of Donald Trump. I mean, he literally has, re you know, made them come out of the closet, so to speak. And and we all know where they stand now. Uh so that's good. At least we know who they are. Now we got to do something about it. Like Ilhan Omar put a tweet out this week. You want to solve the budget deficit? Here's a simple answer. Tax the rich. Tax the rich. Yeah, well, that's the left's, you know, answer to everything. And folks, it's not going to happen. Now, I'm, I've been making a prediction on this show, and I'm going to get back to it in a little bit. Well, they've, been, they've been talking, by the way, about uh, uh, Trump's tax cuts. They were talking. Morning Joe was at this this morning, and I was listening to completely distorting everything. He said, no, he, did, he didn't build the wall. I mean, everybody talks about what he accomplished. Well, he didn't accomplish that. He didn't build the wall. And he had tax cuts for the rich. Well, that's just not true. Right. Just they weren't tax cuts for the rich. In fact, the middle class got more out of those tax cuts than anybody. Yeah, actually, um, wealthy people actually probably ended up paying more tax because you'll they never hear out. that. You'll never hear that from the Democrat uh, uh, proletariat on, on the news ever. Because, yeah, because they phased out the SALT deduction. 
I mean, hell, a lot of they still think he's colluding with he colluded with Russia and Putin. I mean, it's just incredible. It's unbelievable. Well, I want to get back to the debt deal for a minute, Chuck. What do you first off? What do you think of the compromise? What do you think of the deal? Well, the fact that the Republicans got anything, period, is probably a good deal. But uh, you know, you got you got look as long as you have the president and the Senate. You're dead in the water. There's just so far you can push. I think probably, I don't think it was looking that good for Biden in the polls, if you can believe those. And I honestly believe that they probably could have pushed harder and farther than they did. But I don't know. You know, I'm not there. I'm not in the room. I really don't know. Probably the thing I was most disappointed by is they only clawed back like a billion and a half from the IRS budget. Yeah. So we're still going to end up with 80,000 more agents. Right. Anybody who thinks 80,000 agents are going to spend all their time chasing 400 families is a moron. Well, you know. And they keep using the language. So, I mean, listen listen to the language, like, from Elizabeth Warren. We can pay for the deficit. We can pay for our expensive, you know, overpriced lifestyle in America— by going after wealthy tax cheats. Okay, <clears throat> isn't that conviction without a trial by a government official? But they always do this. Cheat? They always do this. How they, do you know I'm a tax cheat? They say that Amazon hasn't paid taxes. Well, there's a reason they haven't paid taxes, or they would be in jail. Of course. <laughs> it's obviously whatever whatever they're doing is legal, so, you know, these Congress people pass the laws and then they regret the fact that they passed them, I guess. And we've and I've explained it before, and I'll answer the Amazon question. Amazon operated for years in massive losses. Right. Those losses accumulate. So you accumulate those losses on your balance sheet. I don't think people understand that. Um, or maybe they do. Maybe I'm underestimating the average person, but I don't think they understand deficit and companies that are starting, and then they can write those deficits off. Well, here's what happens. At the end of the year, if you lose money, if you don't, if you didn't make a profit, you can't deduct the losses because you can only deduct a loss against a profit. Right. So you get to keep the loss to next year. It's called a rollover. This is this is something that Trump did a lot of that they, they criticized. And by the way, this is their law. They passed it. Right. Absolutely. This is the law. This is not being a tax cheat. No. This is following the law to the letter. So Amazon. So you want to change things? Change the law. Change the law. Amazon has years of losses. Amazon finally becomes profitable. And that's all everybody sees today. So now they get to take all those losses and write them off against the profit. The other thing they want to go after the wealthy with is here's another lie you hear. You hear Warren Buffett's secretary pays more taxes than Warren Buffett. I'm so sick of that. That is a lie. Now, here's the truth. Warren Buffett's secretary is highly paid and has a high tax bracket because she is paid well. Warren Buffett is an investor. Investors get returns based on capital gains. So where Warren Buffett might sell stock and pay 25% capital gains, his secretary may be paying 33% on her 200000 a year. Plus, he invests in a lot of things that, that are not taxable, and bonds and things like that. 
Right, but you invest in things that blow up and fail too. So the reason behind the capital gains is to encourage risk-taking. If you don't encourage people to take risk, then who's going to finance the next Facebook? Who's going to finance the next Tesla? Who's going to finance the next breakthrough? Because you're going to look at it and say, well, if I put money in this company and it succeeds, I'm going to have to, I'm going to pay half of it in taxes. So I'm not going to take the risk. It's not worth the risk. If I know that I'm going to pay 20 or 25% in taxes, then I might say, you know what? This, yeah, I think I'll throw some money in here. This might make sense. Then I'll throw some money in there. That's what that's these are laws they made. Now, Chuck, when we go back to you, I want to go back to uh, McCarthy for a minute. Wait, hang on just one second. Let me make one point. And that is all of these giant companies, if you'll think about it, are usually on the left. A lot of them are. They, they subsidize the left. They do everything. So the left gives them all these breaks, and then they criticize them for it and try to get elected on the fact that they criticize these people that they set up to donate to them. <laughs> it's just outrageous. It, it is fake outrage. It's fake outrage. That's exactly right. They're not going to take the tax. They're not going to tax the rich and put them. They keep trying to say that the Republicans are the party of the rich. The average not anymore. At the average Democratic voter makes $7,000 a year more than the average Republican voter. Mm -hmm. So tell me again, who's the party of the rich? It's not the Republicans. Well, the Republicans used to be kind of this, uh, you know, establishment uh uh, well, again, you have to say Trump changed that whole paradigm. The Republicans he, are still the party of the of the working class and the party of the entrepreneurial class. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely the party of the entrepreneurial class. But and they go hand in hand. One creates a job for the other, but not the party of the ruling class. And when you look at big corporations, whether it's a Google or whether it's Pfizer. These companies are quasi-governmental units at this point. Isn't everything? Pretty much. I mean, that's what we're seeing more than anything else, is that everything is attached. Yeah. So let me... What's, what's Bernie Sanders' book? It's okay to hate capitalism? <laughs> if you're Bernie, making money on selling books. Yeah, right. I mean, it's hysterical. There's such frauds. on a book, but Bernie explained that, though. Bernie said... Obtaining wealth by writing books is legitimate wealth. Well, of course, he has to justify his wealth. But if you write a book, he will justify yours. If you write a book and you make money in your book, you deserve that money. Other forms of money you don't deserve. But okay, this is the only book I know he wrote. Maybe he's written other books. I don't know. He's got another one that just came out that he got an advance on. So, but the point is, these people get rich in office. And they should never they be allowed to do that. They're not servants, folks. Diane Feinstein's worth over a hundred million dollars. How? I don't know. How is that possible? Diane Feinstein can't even find the bathroom right now. No, she can't now. She, you know, she just this is lately. This she was not that incoherent. She wasn't Joe Biden, Eight. you know, a year ago or two. By the way, ago. did you hear what she said at the Senate recently? She didn't understand that uh, uh, Kamala Harris was yes. 
<laughs> she, asked, she asked why Kamala Harris was presiding over the Senate. Over the Senate. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She didn't well, even... she's not all there. Look, let's face it. Uh, you know, Fetterman's not all there. She's not all there. They got a bunch of people that Biden. aren't all there. The Republicans that had that in the past, they've had 99-year-olds serving in the Senate. Uh, this is not unusual. They just take care of each other, you know. So when McCarthy went through all the gyrations to become speaker. He agreed that he would not put any bill out on the floor that did not that did not have a unanimous approval by committee. This is not going to happen. Now, committees does not We know that there's two people on the committee that are said they're going to vote no on this. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is going to happen here? And folks, this is this. This is what you have to pay attention to. You you know, I can tell you what's going to happen. Nothing. So there won't be a debt deal. No, there'll be a debt deal. Nothing will happen to McCarthy, though. Well, do you think McCarthy? Well, McCarthy can't put it to the floor. Well, he can. Well, he agreed not to unless it was a unanimous vote. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Fine. Do you think he'll just break his agreement with the with yes. the conservative? Yes, I do. Okay. That will be, but then let's watch for that. See if McCarthy does that. But if if he sticks to the agreement, we're not going to have it. We'll have a deal. If he doesn't, we won't have a deal, and it'll go on, and you know, they'll default because they're going to run out of time. Now I want people to understand this is not the end of this argument. So what we're arguing about right now is raising the debt limit. Keep in mind, in September, we have to commit to a new budget. So even though you've raised the debt limit, this entire debate is going to start all over over again. again. And then again. As soon as this ends, it's starting over again. So all that's happening here is a pause. Right. Congress is going to vote to authorize the country to borrow more money. Now, keep in mind, just so you know, Biden said in his speech where he said, I actually won. I didn't compromise. I didn't bend. He said, and I'm looking into uh, using the 14th Amendment for the future. I hope he does. I hope he tries that. And as we discussed last week, the 14th Amendment is in the case of an insurrection or a civil war. So Biden would have to say that the country is in civil war, which, by the way, which we're not, not beyond them. <laughs> yeah, right. So but the way it's written, it it would be an armed insurrection, not not a guy dressed like the president of the water buffaloes roaming around Nancy Pelosi's office. Well, this is this is simply what's going on uh, and what the Democrats do. They work in chaos. They can't come to an agreement, they divide the country and then blame you for it. It's that simple. So by September, we have to approve a new budget. Now, I'm suspecting, I'm suspecting the Republicans will hold out again for more spending cuts. Now, by the way, folks, here's here's the big part of the debt deal. We're going to spend slightly less than we did in 22, which was a record (laughs) amount of money we spent. Yeah, that was like eight months ago. So we decided, okay, we're all going to agree not to spend more money than we spent in 22. 
We are over $30 trillion in debt now. That's $250,000 a person. So so what do you think the end game is? Is to completely destroy the country financially? Uh, blame the Republicans for it, and uh, or they'll all blame each other for it, and then just go into total default? I mean, will they leave the next president with uh, this unmanageable debt? to deal with chuck i'm going to equate this to something that you have said about hollywood since i first met you decades ago what did i say that you have temporary people making permanent decisions mm -hmm. true so true and that's what you have right now because hey i'm not going to be president two more years or four more years <laughs> Now, the only thing that's long-lasting, folks, is the bureaucracy. They watch them come and go, and they don't care. They don't really care if it's a Republican or a Democrat, as long as they don't lose their jobs. But there are a lot of temporary people making extremely permanent decisions. Mm -hmm. That we have to live with. Because, after all, they are serving us. So, Chuck, I made a, I've been making a prediction on this show for several years. And that prediction has been, this started with the member of the group Fight for 15, when they were fighting for $15 an hour, which now seems pedestrian since everybody gets $15 or more per hour today. Do you know what the national, uh, or what the, what, what is it called, the basic income is created by government? Do you know how much money it is an hour? What, what am I trying to say? Minimum wage. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. You know what the minimum wage is? Seven fifty-five, I think. It's yeah, it's, it's not eight dollars. <laughs> Seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five. Thank you. But every but every Democrat uses that when in fact it's not even applicable. We're driving point. people into poverty. Yeah. Now, if you remember, several years back we discussed this, and our prediction was that increasing the cost of wages was going to force companies to stop investing in people. Instead, invest in technology mm -hmm. and eliminate and them. <clears throat> so let me give you this report here. Now, we're seeing... By the way, an attorney just got, I think it was disbarred for making his argument from an AI. <laughs> the AI wrote the whole argument. I could see that. So AI is going to change a lot. And... First off, let me. I wonder if most people know what what AI even is. So, because you're hearing the term and it sounds scary, and some people say, you know, the it's going to be the rise of the machines and it's going to kill kill off humanity, so on and so forth. First thing I want people to understand: movies have been made about this since the '30s. Here's the first thing you need to understand: the smartest computer today, the very smartest computer out there is still dumber than a goldfish. And what I mean by that is... Yeah, I don't think most people would agree with that. Go ahead, make your point. Because the goldfish was born with innate abilities that didn't have to be created by someone else. Well, you're talking he about... He knows some... how to swim, and he knows how to eat, and he, he the goldfish is born with innate skills. No computer is built and creates innate skills. It still has to be programmed. 
And it, it depends on who programs it as to what will come out. Junk in, junk out. Good things in, good things out. So you, you depend on programmers to decide whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be bad. Now, where it gets interesting is you now have computers that can program other computers. So depend, So now we're looking at a waterfall issue. If a bad person writes programming and then tells that programming to go write more programming, now you are proliferating bad programming. So that that is a thing. But what AI really is, AI is really the term that we attach. AI cannot repent. AI cannot change its mind. AI right. cannot control itself. And what we do is we call things artificial intelligence for the most part when we don't understand it. When we when we actually understand what it does, then we call it machine learning. Mm. But when we don't understand it, we we call it artificial intelligence. But it's really machine learning. It's really machines that can learn. Mm -hmm. Now, where this becomes where this becomes a big deal is because these machines can learn human nuance. This is why you can go to chat GBT and you can tell it to write you a story and it can write you a story that has a very human feel to it. Because of that, Chuck, everything in the world of fast food is about to change. And here's why. Right now you go to a fast food and there's a kiosk there. I have a I have a I have a uh, solution for this that may sound a little naive, but hear me out. When it comes to writing programs, writing things, writing texts, writing uh, uh, anything you do with college, anything to do with business, uh, anything to do with news, it has to have a watermark. In Hollywood, when some photographer takes your picture coming out of Spago or something like that, they will then watermark that with their watermark. And if you want to reuse it, you have to pay them for it. But it identifies who did it and when they did it, and they own it. So if you watermark everything is done by AI, you know that it's AI, it's not a person. At least you know what you're dealing with. Right. So let me go back to what's going to happen. We are, Remember, we've been predicting that fast food industry was going to get wiped out. From yeah. You said that kiosks and everything else, they're going to have all these, uh, you know, computers doing this. So so what happened? By the way, I, I've been to McDonald's lately. Have you ever tried to order on one of those things? Very clumsy, isn't it? It's insanely clumsy. Right. Now, here's what we have to look at. When technologies, all big breakthroughs happen from technology convergence. So like when we look at Facebook, Facebook wouldn't be Facebook if it wasn't for bandwidth if it wasn't for smartphones and if it wasn't for smartphone cameras, yeah. Facebook would be a fraction of who they are. Yeah. All of these technologies are multiple pieces of technologies that developed separately and now got combined to make something. And typically the first versions are clunky and, and not user-friendly. So think about, do you remember the old Wang computers when they first came out? I do. They were the size of a sewing machine with a little tiny screen on them, and they weren't right. friendly to use. But the computer got easier and easier and easier to use. Well, those kiosks, they're clumsy, aren't they? They're hard to order from. and, and Well, you have to get someone to come over and help you. <laughs> yeah, they're frustrating. Okay, so now 
We're going to look at technology that's converging, Chuck. So now what I want you to do is think about the kiosk and now converge the, the vocal skill levels of AI with the kiosk. So now what's going to happen, Chuck, is you're going to walk up to the kiosk and the kiosk is going to say, hi, let me take your order. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to say, I want a Big Mac. I want you to hold the lettuce. I want French fries with extra salt. You're going to, and it's going to be 100% perfect. Right. Yep. And you're going to be what? A happier customer. It's not going to be like Siri. Nothing like that. <laughs> what about the people making the food? Okay. Then we get into that. So first off, let me point out to you that we now have AI-driven kiosks and AI-driven drive-throughs. Now, right now, employees have a 50% success rate at a fast food upsell. Yeah, you, I, you, folks, you, you always have to check your bag and make sure the order is correct because most of the time it won't be. Good call. So you go, right. I want crispy chicken and you get regular chicken. <laughs> so you go to the, the drive-in window and somebody says, would you like fries with that? Can I supersize it for you? Okay. There's a 50% conversion rate. On the AI drive-through windows right now, the conversion rate is 200%. Hmm. Because the AI never forgets to offer it. The AI never has a bad day. The AI always has a friendly, cheery voice. The AI is perfect. It can be three in the freaking morning, and the AI sounds like it's noon. <laughs> and it's always perfect. Makes you feel good. So all of a sudden, companies are looking, saying, if we get rid of the humans, we can sell more product. Mm -hmm. Now, on top of that, Chuck... The AI, as we said, never makes a mistake. Next, we can now use AI and robots to make the food. There is right now, at this very moment in time, there is no task inside a fast food restaurant that cannot be done by a machine outside of empty the till and take cash to the bank. Yeah. Which you could almost do with a you know, with an armored car and just have them come and get the money from the machine. Yeah. But regardless, here's, here's what the report shows in the next five years, there will be almost no employees in any fast food restaurant. This is what the left is. This is how they win. This is how they won Chuck. They got that $15 an hour because you should, you should look at McDonald's as a career. You should go there and have a livable wage that you can support your family because no one has the, has the common sense to know, okay, so this is a job where high school kids get a job to learn job skills. No, we have to have people support their families there. Good job, guys. You really won on this one because millions of jobs are going to vaporize in the next five years. They're done. And there is no turning this back because you can't turn technology off. Why would you want to? It's cheaper. And you can't. You just you can't put Go the backwards. toothpaste back in the tube, can you, Chuck? No, but, you know, it's, it's, there's an interesting side to this. You're talking about fast food mostly. In most restaurants that are successful, 
the owner, the person who runs the restaurant, I mean, usually has kind of a personal connection with their, with the people who come in that they serve. And that will never go away for restaurants. They're, they're the people who greet you and, and see if everything is okay. And they come check on you and they care about you and, and serve you as a customer. Uh, that will never go away. I don't think maybe, but I, wanna, uh, I can see in fast food where it doesn't matter. People just want to get fed. I want to tell people right now, if you want to have a career that will pay you money for years to come in the United States right now, go into AI. Well, you should certainly go into AI, but I'm going to tell you the, the careers that are not going to go away. It's plumber, mm-hmm. electrician, mm-hmm. drywall, auto mechanic, carpenter, auto mechanic, hairstylist. Yep. These are the jobs that are not going to be done by robots anytime soon. Well, unless you live in the fantasy world of Hollywood, then you'll have, you know, cars that turn into robots that build your house and fight with each other. Agreed. <laughs> but at any rate, these are the jobs that are not going to go away. The jobs that are going to go away, besides for stuff like fast food, job, Chuck, is you're going to see all kinds of of processing jobs go away. Software jobs are going to go away. Accounting jobs are going to go away. Accounts receivable, accounts payable, sports writing. Do you know that most of the newspaper articles that you read now about uh, outcome for a sports team is written by AI? Yeah, before it's- I didn't know that. Oh, no, you open up the newspaper and you read a story about a baseball game between two teams and you'll read the whole article and -and so-and-so did this and then he did that and this happened. They're all written by a machine. There's no humans writing them anymore. Hmm. So those jobs are all going away. Many We could turn one into an investigative reporter because those have all gone away now on their own. Many of the jobs. Yep, but many of the jobs that we've been telling people you need to go to college and get a degree because that's where you're really going to have success. Many of those jobs are going to go away. Do you know that you can now get therapy from AI? I'm not surprised. What? You can, I, didn't, are, I didn't know that. Yes, you can, have, you can now get therapy from a computer. You don't even need a human to have psychology therapy now. But 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 what are the jobs we've been telling everybody to go get? Doctor Phil's going to be out of a job. Well, he can still kick him to the curb, though. That's true. We'll kick him to the curb. Kick him to the curb. But I don't know if the computer will tell you to kick him to the curb. But regardless, thousands, millions of jobs are going to go away. Now let's add to that. Let's add to that, Chuck. So you don't think that AI can adopt the personality of Doctor Phil? Of course it can. It can. It yes. absolutely can. He was just making yeah. it. But now let's combine all these jobs in five years going away in fast food. And let's start to combine that with fully autonomous Uber cars. You have to go back to when you and I grew up. You're going to start, uh, kids are going to have to start cutting yards again, doing stuff like that. No, 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 no. You don't need to cut a yard because I can have a robot cut the grass. Well, but yeah, can you? And or they don't want anybody owning yards because apartments and the places yeah, where humans. Well, that's true. Yeah, they're they're moving, moving all to the city. But regardless, the jobs that are not going to go away are the jobs that no one in America wants right now. 
and they stopped training. They're not even available in high school. Shop class? Well, those shop classes gone. But, you know, it's it's funny. I can remember when I was in school, everybody who wasn't in shop class kind of looked down on the people in shop class. Yeah, I was one of those Everybody, people. Everybody. That's how it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did. And, think about that. I know so many. I know so many guys who were in shop class, that were with me in school, who are incredibly successful businessmen. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, you're at the racetrack clanging and banging with a hammer, having a great time. Most of the time, you're doing it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, I, look at that. It's that I, shop class. Absolutely. I. I. We raced this weekend and. I was, you know, underneath the cars with cars jacked up and yep. underneath cars working on cars. Have a good old time. And what I like about that is, in my world, I could spend this entire day and not know if anything I did today actually is going to do anything. Yep. Maybe six months or a year from now, I'll know if, if I accomplished something. Yep. Versus, Look hey, the I car did. broke down. Let's see if we can get the Fix car back it. on the track. Absolutely. And you can actually say, hey, look at that. We just I accomplished something. We just did a makeshift wheel alignment in the middle of a parking lot. 100%. Rewarding. So, yeah. So, but those are the jobs that, that people need to go after right now. And they're the jobs that nobody wants. Eventually, you're going to see all the Uber drivers are going to be gone, Chuck. Because the cars are going to drive up to your house with nobody in them. Eventually, yeah. Absolutely. We're almost there now. We're not far away from it. Um, so I found something that was fascinating to me, and that was uh, there was a shooting in Hollywood, Florida. Hmm. Uh, oh, on the beach down there? Yes. Now, there were a couple of gangs that got uh, disturbed with each other or something. I don't know what I, I don't know who they were. They were kids, I think. Nine people shot. Apparently, no one's died from it. Hmm. Everybody's okay, but, you know, they're in the hospital. But Gavin Newsom came out and immediately released a release saying, this carnage (laughs) is the fault of Ron DeSantis (laughs) as he signed his new constitutional carry bill, which allows people to carry guns without a permit and allows people to have guns without training and just turns Florida into the Wild West. And until politicians are willing to stand up to the NRA, like Evan, have common sense gun laws, things like this are going to happen. Now, two things. One, California grossly outperformed Florida this weekend on killing people. Where is making all these common sense rules. <laughs> the second thing is They're trying every way in the world to destroy, you know, uh DeSantis. DeSantis. I mean, this is their game. This is what they do. Now, here's the second part. This shooting happened because of this new bill that DeSantis signed that does not go into force until <laughs> July. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Stop using you your- lie about it. You know, you lie about it. It's, it's how you do. That's how they work. So how did the constitutional carry bill cause this shooting when the bill doesn't even go into force for two more months? Well, the problem with uh, Gavin Newsom is he is such a bad governor. He was a horrible mayor. He was a bad governor. He's still a bad governor. He's trying to deflect anything off of himself onto somebody else who's very successful. Now, he was originally the mayor of San Francisco. He was, yes. Mm -hmm. 
I have not. Be, I haven't been to San Francisco in about three years. Have you, you haven't been there recently? Have you? Uh, I was in San Francisco. Yeah, about three years ago, something like that. Yeah, Chris and I drove, took Highway One all the way from San Francisco to uh, L.A. Now, when I was there, there were tents all up and down the sidewalks. Right. Mm-hmm. And needles and yeah, we didn't stop in San Francisco and do anything. We drove through San Francisco because we didn't want to stop. I was actually in a meeting in the building that houses Twitter, hmm. so I had to literally walk. And I, what what is that? Market Street, I think it's Market Street, mm-hmm. the yeah. street I was on. And there were homeless people that were coming up and harassing us, just trying to get in the building. But I understand that it has devolved considerably even since i was there three years ago the homeless situation in most of these cities are not going to it's not gonna, it's like joe biden that he's not going to get any younger and they're not going to get any better what's the number now one out of three or one out of four of all homeless people are in the state of california well where would you go if you were homeless well, I'm going to go wherever I get the most free money, and definitely there you go. nice. No, yeah, where people won't leave you alone, and you know, help you out, and you know, help you do drugs and everything else. That's what you do. So, you know, my go where it's least uh, homeless friendly. My comment is: San Francisco used to be a great city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I can remember Michael called me. Michael's, you know, around the world taking pictures and and doing his job what he does and i said to him i said do you remember the first pictures you ever took and he said no i said well you and your mom and i were in san francisco you were about four years old and i bought you an instant camera and i gave it to you and took you on a streetcar, and you started shooting everything i said just take pictures of everything that interests you (laughs) little did i know he'd end up being a photographer Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about a product called Vitalia Life, V-A-T-E-L-L-I-A Life. And that is the website, by the way, and, and there'll be a link in the show notes if you're looking for it. This product from Vitalia Life, this is Nitric Boost. Uh, so what this is, is this is a nitric oxide booster. Why is that important? Because nitric oxide, which the discovery of it won the Nobel Prize some years back, several years back, is the first molecule that was discovered in the human body that communicates to other cells. And what nitric oxide does, it tells your arteries to relax, to open up, to have more blood flow. So it's critical for great cardio health, for great cardiac health. It also works for something else. So now I'm gonna talk to the guys out there. A a lot of people use drugs for ED, stuff like Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra. These products, what those products do is those products actually help accumulate nitric oxide in your body and make it available for when you need it, or as they say in their ads, when the time is right. Here's the problem. When you take those drugs, if your body doesn't have nitric oxide in it, they don't work. They can only work as well as the amount of nitric oxide you have on board. So you want to have, if you're using these drugs, you want to have nitric oxide on board. Now, by the way, a lot of people will find out that when they resolve the nitric oxide problem, uh, they've literally resolved the ED problem and they don't even need the drugs. Uh, The other thing that's good about nitric oxide, uh, just so you know, it will enhance vitality, it's heart health, it will give you more energy, 
uh, can even help lower blood pressure. So I want you to take a look at this. This is great stuff. I take, I'm going to tell you right now, I take a lot of nitric oxide. Vatelia Life, V-A-T-E-L-L-I-A, life.com. You can go there and use the uh, promo code BFT, like Blunt Force Truth, and that will get you a 10% discount. Or you can sign up for the membership, and your first month, I believe, is free. I think you just pay shipping and handling. Uh, try it out. And uh, drop me an email, send me a note, let me know how you're using it and uh, how you like it. So 29% of all homeless people live in California, almost a third. Yep. Yeah. Of all homeless people live in California. That's what a President Gavin Newsom could have, could accomplish for America. Oh, listen, he's just one of many. He happens to be a better-looking one of all the many, <laughs> and maybe more charismatic. I don't know, but he's still a complete and total failure so as what, a governor. So I've got a couple questions for you. One, and you got Ron DeSantis, who's a complete successful governor, and he's making fun of Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's it's insane. So, what do you think? First off, what do you think is going to be the future of San Francisco? Knowing how well, it's, it's, it's like the future of America, really, when you take a city like that and a city like Chicago, a city like New York, you either turn it around or it gets worse. And the people who, quite frankly, the taxpayers are the ones who are paying for all of this. And if they ever rebel and just say, we're just not going to do this anymore. But will it happen? Because I guess my question is, look at the. I don't know. California, what, in the past year, lost like 600,000 people in the past year and a half yeah, or something like that. that. And Florida gained 700,000. Mm -hmm. So one, the governor of the state that has a giant exit going on, attacking the governor where all the exiting people are going, seems a little ridiculous. But not I'm to them. But does San Francisco just de just devolve into an abandoned ghost town at some point? Well, LA's, it's happening in L.A. too. They have these prosecutors who won't prosecute. Uh, they're turning criminals back out on the street. They've both got incredible homeless problems. Uh, they don't Look, these people who you hire to take care of your city are not taking care of your city. They're not taking care of you. They're not doing their job. And unfortunately, the people who leave first... By the way, same things happen in Austin, Texas. Exactly the same stuff. Yes, Austin's a, a train wreck right now. Yeah. Almost like it's on purpose. Well, here's here's the thing. When you look you got a Democrat run city right in the middle of Texas, it's the capital of Texas. When you look at these places and you look at the mass exodus of people leaving these cities or states, who are the people leaving? They are the most affluent because it's the easiest to leave. They can they can afford to leave. Got a job. They're skilled. Right. The people with the people who have money are the le people least likely to put up with it. Yep. So and what are you going to lose in the middle of all this, Mark? What what significant group of people are you going to lose? And this is what socialists want. The tax base. Middle class. It will be the middle class. It's always a war with the socialists on the middle class. So they run them out and they've got just a bunch of poor people. Five, rich people. 500,000 people over two years left, left California. California post pandemic. 
over 500,000 people getting Florida's gained 700,000. Yeah. Yep. Crime, crowds, ridiculous commutes, unaffordable housing. And a lot of those people are coming from New York, too. The New York Post article, too. So, you know, it's not skewed to the right. And then, which, by the way, which they like because the people who are leaving are the people who probably voted to them in office. And so they'll go and destroy the next cities they go to, probably. You are exactly right, too, Chuck. Uh, LA County alone, 113,000. Now, meanwhile, let's look at Chicago. Chicago has a new mayor now. They got rid of Lori Lightfoot, right? They got someone actually worse than she was, if you can believe that. So right now in Chicago, I'm looking at the numbers. Right now in Chicago, someone is shot every three minutes and 14 seconds. Mm -hmm. Someone is murdered every 14 minutes and 36 seconds. And for the month of May to date, 59 shot and killed, 257 wounded, 316 total shot. And total homicides, 63. Yeah. Afghanistan is safer than Chicago. You would think that the people who live there and pay their taxes would really care, wouldn't you? But apparently they don't seem to. But is the tax base so small and the other base, whatever it is, the poor people are the ones who are putting all these people into office and just overrunning the the taxpayers? Now, let me because, just look, there's no taxpayer who's in, I, I can believe, would be in favor of a unsafe city. I wouldn't think. I could be wrong. You would want your tax dollars being used well. So well, that's the first thing of government to keep you safe. First obligation. So when we look at who's killing who in Chicago, Chuck, 80.8% of the victims and the perpetrators are black. Well, Black Lives Matter. 50.9% are Hispanic. Mm -hmm. 3.3% make up white and all other ethnicities. So when we look at this year to date... Well, uh, who's under attack? White people are under attack by the left. I mean, let's face it, just completely. We're terrorists. And we're the ones that follow the law. Excuse me? <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's a terrorist. So when we look at the number <clears throat> of assailants that they managed to capture, now this is this is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of people shot, right? So far they've identified 18 of the attackers as black. Right. Six of them as Hispanic and one as white or other. Hmm. So for the most part, you can kill whoever you want in Chicago, and that's okay. You, your chances, in fact, it would appear your chances of, of being shot in Chicago are much better than your chances of being caught as a shooter in Chicago. So I'm watching cops, the new cops. Mm -hmm. Well, guess who's being pulled over all the time? And Ah, Bunch of white people. Yes, that's right. An occasional black person, but a, hey, mostly white. What channel is this on? So it's everything is so skewed and so upside down. You can't believe anything you see. Well, how many times have <clears throat> you been through the airport where you see them 
rousting some little old lady in a wheelchair while 15 guys in turbans and, and burkas go through the middle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Un, un, unapproached, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. And I'm not saying that a burka makes you a terrorist. But what I'm no, saying... We just live in an upside-down world, that's all. And and the left is is primarily, primarily the cause of all of this. And I don't know whether people want to see that or not, but it's true. So, you know, keep voting for them. So when we look at it, you know, we look at Chicago as an example. I mean, they just went from really horrible to even more horrible. Mm -hmm. And then then and it'll get worse. New York got their new mayor because, you know, he had a police background. He was going to make New York better, wasn't he? It'll get worse. How's New York doing now? Mm -hmm. Well, they got one of those prosecutors are after Trump, so they're doing great. So are you familiar with the uh, microphones where they record gunshots? No. So there are cities that what they're doing now is they're putting microphones in the cities that record gunshots. Yeah. Because there are now so many gunshots, you can't, you need equipment to count them all because you can't count them. And what, how is this going to serve you? Well, now communities will know how many bullets have actually been fired. So what? If you're not, you know, the recipient of one. Well, this will surprise you. Number one will not surprise you. The number one community with the most gunshots this year to date is Inglewood, California. Really? Yes. Where I lived when I was a child. I lived in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. Right off uh, Imperial Highway. You know the area. I do. 6,381 rounds have been fired in Inglewood, California this year. Hmm. But guess what number two is, Chuck? I would have gone number one with Chicago, the south side of Chicago, but apparently, I don't know. Chicago may not have the equipment out yet. In fact, it does. It appears Chicago doesn't have the equipment. Well, so Chicago probably doesn't want to know. because they probably don't want to. Because the number would probably be 20,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next city with the next highest number of gun of of gunshots based on recording equipment is Austin, Texas. Really? 3,229 rounds fired so far this year in Austin. Obviously, probably all by you know white people. Yes. Yes. Crazy white supremacists. <laughs> no, that's who we are. So now Joe Biden says the number one threat to America is white supremacy, right? Well, he's not the only one that's saying that. A lot of people are saying that. Chuck Schumer is saying it. You know, uh, yeah, they're all, all, all everybody on the left is saying it. So my question <clears throat> is, if 80.8% of homicides are against blacks from blacks and 15.9% are from Hispanic, and 3.3% are white or Asian or any other ethnicity. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't give me facts here. I don't want to hear the facts. <laughs> Come on. So how do you make white supremacy the, the most dangerous thing in America? By telling everybody that it's the most dangerous thing in America, whether it's true or not. Just tell them that. When and they'll all believe you. you. All you have to do. Is just look at the stats. Hey, before no. we go, Chuck, 
What do you think about what's happening with Budweiser now? Where was it they were giving Budweiser away now? No, they were, uh, they were, the latest was they were recalling all the cans with uh, the guy's face on them. Well, they, nobody could sell them. But they also can't been able to sell any cans. They're uh, giving it away. Oh, I know what it was. One of my friends, uh, one of my race buddies was driving back home yesterday and he sent me a text saying he was at a Speedway station and they were almost giving Bud Light away. Hmm. That, that the price was so low that it was almost free. And it was still stacked up in the middle of a speedway station. Now, Target's decided they, they're so, Target is so enamored with how successful Budweiser's been that Target and Kohl's has decided they want to run down this same path. Yeah, they got baby trans transgender stuff, which is an LGBTQ. You know, it's 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 amazing to me. All the only reason these people are doing it is they don't want to be talked badly about, you know, they're against LBGDQ or they're against transgender or whatever. They don't want to be, they just don't want to be a, the target of any kind of negative publicity. So they just do it to themselves. They they don't want anybody else to shoot them. So they just put the gun to the head and shoot themselves. Most people are not in down for this. And for some reason, because of the way it's covered in the press, they think that everybody's down for this. And North Face has decided they wanted to jump into yeah, this. Yeah, right. So a brand that is built about the rugged outdoor, outdoors. Outdoors. Mm -hmm. Climbing mm -hmm. mountains. It's about Nike, my, Nike too. I mean, you know, none of them are beyond stupid. So, yeah, so why do you think these brands, are, do they just, do you think that these companies, when they get to this size, become like the government where it's like, we don't care what the public thinks because I mean, Biden doesn't care what the public thinks. No, uh, well, I don't think most the elites in Washington care what the public thinks the, the public they serve. So, you know, it, it's the, look, the only way that you fight back against this is you, you just boycott them. Now I love the part where they're saying people who don't go to target are racist and bigots okay and I don't, I don't go to target and i'm not a racist or a bigot and this new ad they came up with this new ad for north face which is just crushing north face here's my comment as a guy who makes ads the purpose of an advertisement is to sell more product if your advertisement is offending people and sending less product what do you do you have a bad ad, don't you? Mm -hmm. Get rid of the ad. Make they, a new one. It's probably new people who are coming along in the advertising agencies that, that run these companies who are woke and they're making the decisions. And the board is saying, well, we don't want people against this. And yet they turn their entire customer base against them. So they have a, yeah, North Face has an ad now where they have a guy with a mustache Dressed to look like the wife on Married with Children, with a big giant red wig, spinning around and dancing around crazy and frivolously, telling people they need to buy North Face outdoor gear and mountain wear, while not wearing any of it. The guy's in a dress with a mustache. Hey, listen, I saw the same thing with uh, Disney, where some guy was dressed up like a princess with a with a mustache, uh, a little overweight, 
uh, welcoming children into the event, whatever it was. And he was, come on, kids, let's go to acting like a girl. <laughs> it's just, it's sick. This North Faith guy isn't even wearing their stuff, though. Like He's you not said, even wearing like, clothes. what are you trying to sell? You're trying to trying to sell transgenderism and gay and everything else. That's what you're trying to LGBTQ. Why, why do these people want three-year-olds to be trannies? They want everybody to be tranny. They want they don't want to be in the minority. They want to be in the majority. And and so they appear that they're in the majority because, you know, pride week and pride this and pride. What's the pride involved in this? I don't get it. I don't either. And the reason is I'm proud to be gay. I mean, really? Okay. So and, and this is where you get into the distortion of language and terms. Pride. Pride comes from what? Pride comes from. Pride goes before defeat and a haughty heart before the fall. But genuine pride, <laughs> genuine pride comes through accomplishment, correct? Well, yeah, you can take pride in your property by keeping it nice and pride in your city by keeping it beautiful and safe. Or proud I mean, of your career, proud of how your, your children career. have turned out. Right. Yeah. So, so pride comes from an accomplishment. It comes yeah. from making good decisions and executing on them. And feeling now, how, about so, how do you completely distort that word? <clears throat> so, first off, how can I be now? I want to remind you, according to LGBTQBWXYZ, your being gay and being a transgender is not a decision, right? Well, according to them, there's no decision involved. You were born that way, correct? That's that's their position, right? It's kind of like most. Uh... Most people who are uh, uh, not victims but perpetrators of crime, it's not their fault. So you had, so under their model, you had no hand in the decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're born that born way. Born that way. Okay. So, one, how can you be proud of something like saying, I'm proud to be black? No, you were born black. You had no choice in it. You had, you had no, you had no hand in this. Now, it's not an accomplishment. Correct. That's if I was to come out and say, I'm proud of being a white man, Ooh, that say about me. Wouldn't say that. Would say I'm a white supremacist, right? Terrorist. Exactly. Now, by the way, I don't have any particular pride attached to being a white guy because I don't wake up thinking, yoo-hoo, I'm a white guy. I just get well, look, you know, and look, do it. Look, this, this, is, this is like against the majority. I mean, they're, they're, all they talk about is democracy and how the majority should rule and everything else. There are more white people than black people and Asian people and red people and so on. There are, you know, uh, what whatever is, is in the majority is under attack today. And we're, they're under attack by people who are Democrats who believe in the majority rules. Is it OK to be proud if you're a rich old white guy? Oh, it's even worse. But you had to. You did have a hand in getting to be old because you didn't kill yourself. Yeah, uh, but you you stolen it from somebody else. You, I, you I've stolen everything. Mm -hmm. But still, I could be proud of my stealing. <laughs> Ill-gotten gains. Yes, I could be proud of the way I got over on so many on people. Yeah. Well, Democrats are proud of that because I mean, you remember when uh, Harry Reid said something about uh, so and so. Uh, attaching something to the top of his car and all this. And he said, well, I know it was a lie, but we won. <laughs> it's all that matters. But it's again, all that matters. 
Harry Reid is the only member of Congress who actually got his ass kicked by a treadmill. <laughs> so true. I mean, that was so that was so ridiculous. I mean, he he'd literally been beaten up. I know. And my guess is somebody from the mob probably kicked his ass because he he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mm. And what a great story, because he got up on January 1st, early January 1st, to use his treadmill, and the treadmill beat him up. Because the first thing you do in Vegas, which is where he was, the first thing you do in Vegas on January 1st is get up early and get on a treadmill. Can you imagine how long the line must be to get on a treadmill at 6 a.m. in Las Vegas? Well, he was an ex-boxer, you know. Was he? Yeah, yes. I remember seeing a picture of him and Manny Pacquiao together. Manny Pacquiao. I kept thinking, Manny, you got to rethink this, baby. <laughs> I don't know, Chuck. I want to spend some more time in the future. I'd like to get into, uh, I'd really like to drill down into why, why is the left so trying to distort and convert children because this is you said this at the beginning at the top of the hour this is sick well it has a lot to do with uh toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with that in other words everything we are by and large have been in the past a patriotic patriotic society and not a matriarchal society uh and they want to change all that. They want it to be a matriarchal society. I mean, you look at all the movies out of Hollywood and everything. It's very difficult to find a male lead in a in a movie anymore, even action movies. They're all 98-pound women throwing 250-pound men up against a wall and breaking their necks. And it's it's just the insanity of the left. That's all it is. And folks, I can I, w- I want to assure you this. As someone who was a martial arts instructor <laughs> when I was early early in my life, Aww. I don't care how hard you trained. A ninety eight pound girl is not going to beat three two hundred pound men up. Period. Okay, one of the great uh, equalizers is boxing, wrestling, things like that, mm-hmm. MMA. Put a woman up against a man in the, in the same weight class. It's not going to happen. They're not going to do it because it won't work. The guy will always beat him up unless he's some kind of wimp. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Well, we see this by evidence of all the men. It, it is stupidly court. ridiculous. And and I, I just don't get it. I mean, guys, I really... who, guys who couldn't qualify in the top 2,000. I know. In the male categories, jump in the women's sports and become, you know, number one. You know, it's it's and the fact that there are those out there who are for this, <clears throat> who are for women. I mean, women are just being absolutely dissolved as people. These, these are the people on the left who were so, you know, the women's movement and all this kind of stuff. They're just trashing them at this point. And women don't seem to care. The ones I do do, the ones I talk to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've told you about my my own daughter, who has said, you know, I talked to her about this, and she goes, I don't, she goes, I don't care what Dylan Mulvaney does or what he calls himself. If he wants to call himself a woman, fine. <laughs> she goes, but I'm offended 
when he gets on and he does videos and tells people what it's like to be a woman, because her comment is, he does not know what being a woman is. And his they want they want they want to make you believe he does and that that they do. So as long as they keep pushing this on mainstream media, uh, which is the you know biggest holding point for them, I mean they're going to push this stuff and push this stuff until you either believe it or you don't. And her comment is his cartoonish portrayal of what he thinks a woman behaves like character is an embarrassment. Well, they're always over the top because they're men trying to be women. And so they're very dramatic about it. It's very dramatic. So have we dance a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> dance everything. Because you're overcompensating for the fact you're not a woman. Yeah. So you can't behave like a woman. You have to act Act-ful. like a woman. It's not natural. It's, it's totally farcical, and people won't treat it like it is because they're not allowed to. Because then you are anti-trans and anti-gay and anti-this and anti-that and for. Or how about you're just pro-mental health? Yeah, right. And you just want to get people treatment for their body dysmorphia. Because so, that... So what is my friend Bruce Jenner? I, I was thinking about this the other day. I talked to Chris and I said, you know, I, I can't have him on the show because what I would say to him would probably be, you know, abhorrent to most people. He is probably my favorite trainee, though. Well, the thing of it is, I, I would ask Bruce, <laughs> I, would, I would say... Are are you gay? And he would say, "No, I like women." Well, then, are you a lesbian? Yes. <laughs> you know what? Define who you are. You're not. You know, tell me, tell me what's happened to you. Have you always been that way? Because I know, I know a lot of your children, and I know a lot of your wives. <laughs> He's a it's, lesbian trans woman. It's just weird. But to Bruce's, to Bruce's credit, he is very vocal that that trans men have no place in women's sports. You know, I, I tell you something, I was thinking about this. He probably started a lot of this. He was one of the early, early, adapter, early very visible. Yeah, he was the early adapter who really kind of, they, they pinned this on him and just started moving it. I wonder how he feels about that. Yeah, the TV show. Well, here's another thing about Bruce. Bruce Jenner could barely get ten or fifteen thousand dollars for personal appearance. Mm. Caitlyn Jenner can get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for personal appearance. Yeah. I mean that's that's a reality. I think I, I, I can't, can't get my head around this at all. I mean I just can't. I think you I, hit it on the head earlier, Chuck, when you said something about toxic masculinity, right? Mm. So I believe the numbers of men to women trans are probably ninety percent more than women turning into men. Right. So yes. there are groups of men out there that don't really want to be women, right. but you can't be there. I don't want to be a man anymore. I'm going to go be a woman. A man, but he hates me. Yeah. It's like you said about cash. You can get paid more. You'll be promoted better. At a, everything's backwards. So I bet a Charlize Woolery would be super. <laughs> oh, right back on game shows. Charlize Woolery yeah. would have three game shows yeah. in prime time prime right time. now. Oh, by the way, let, speaking of game shows, and I haven't followed this, and maybe you haven't either, uh, where is uh, RuPaul in lingo? Is that still on the air? Is Did he make it? I, I watched I watched him do one of my game shows that I was very successful with. We were on seven years with it. And uh I was curious because I watched him do one show and I went, oh, this doesn't work. One season. One for season. me, I wonder if it did for the audience. 
How's it doing? One season on CBS. It's on like CBS. And is it gone now? I believe it is because it doesn't say that it's still on. So it it, it appears to have gotten one season and is uh, dead. He managed well, to go linger. Uh, apparently, people didn't really just, uh, you know. It was canceled after one series. Canceled after one season. You got seven seasons out of it. He managed to drive it into the ground in one, in one season. season. I saw Chuck Woolery on TV this weekend, I was watching an episode of Friends, and on the TV, oh, and Chuck on the on episode it? of Friends, there was Chuck Woolery on season three of Love Connection. Okay, but what happened to Love Connection when they put Andy Cohen in it? There you go. I had no idea how oh, long. Oh, that's you right. Know. He did uh, He did Love Connection. I, all the gay people are taking over my career. Carly is you were. I've been replaced by every gay person there, and then none of them are successful. Why is that? If Charlize Woolery could pull this off. I wonder if Charlize.com is available. <laughs> we have yeah. Photoshop artists here in our well, office. Oh, no, please don't do that to me. Oh, we, yeah, we can just AI Charlize yeah. Woolery. We can just have what we want to All kidding aside, not su- I'm not suggesting this. If you became Charlize Woolery, they'd be back trying to hire you to do a game show. <sighs> Oh, immediately, immediately. Lingo would be back on the air now because mm-hmm. they would say that's what RuPaul <laughs> messed up. He was the wrong tranny. Uh, that's right. Need another kind of tranny. We need Woolery as a woman. This well, well, look. The, the The point that I'm making is is not about me. These were successful shows because they were really good shows. Uh, Scrabble was a great game show. Mm-hmm. Lingo was a great word game show both of them uh love connection was a great show for its time you you can replace the host but if the game if the people aren't there and the game isn't there it's not going to work so they tried to replace the host and it just completely destroyed the show so you used to tell a story about how hollywood worked and you would tell the story of it works you i'm correct me if i'm wrong who's chuck woolery yeah it's then we go to it's it no it was like woolery yeah, it's when you're when you're looking for someone to go on the air, and they'll say, "Well, how about Chuck Woolery?" Well, who's Chuck Woolery? And then the next phase is, uh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I think the next phase you would say is, "Can we get <clears throat> Chuck Woolery?" They want Chuck Woolery now. Yeah, yeah, get me Chuck Woolery. And then the final phase is. Well, you said Chuck? the next one was, "Can we get? Can we get? Can some- we get someone like Chuck Woolery?" <laughs> right. And then the last phase is, "Who's Chuck Woolery?" <laughs> now I'm thinking it has changed. Now, now I'm thinking it's <clears throat> Chuck Woolery. Get me Chuck Woolery. Can we get someone like Chuck Woolery? Where can I get a tranny Chuck Woolery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I need a trans Woolery. Uh... Somebody find me a tranny Woolery. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know, it's amazing. It's weird. We are yeah. living in upside down world. We are living in upside down world. You're exactly right. It's I, Folks, mean, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, we had a good time. I hope you did, too. And if you did, leave us a good review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podcast One. And we'll see you next time on Blunt Force Truth.